This is The Space Shot, episode 303 for March 13th, 2018. The Fresh Prince of Voyager. I'm John Molnix. First off today, before we get to some pop culture, the Space Shuttle Discovery lifted off on March 13th, 1989 on a nearly five-day-long mission to deploy the TDRS-4 satellite. The tracking and data relay satellites provide a network for spacecraft in orbit of Earth, from the Hubble Space Telescope to the International Space Station. I was reading through the press kit for this mission and found an interesting table showing the sequence of events for the launch of Discovery. I'm linking to the launch video in the show notes, so check it out after you listen to this episode. I think all of you will appreciate just how quickly the shuttle accelerates after lifting off. Nine seconds after liftoff, the shuttle began its roll maneuver while traveling 107 miles per hour at an altitude of 593 feet. The roll maneuver is one of the most striking parts of any launch, especially for the shuttle. Discovery ended its roll maneuver 17 seconds into the flight while traveling 242 miles an hour at an altitude of 2,700 feet. This rapid acceleration of the shuttle meant that the SSMEs, or Space Shuttle Main Engines, had to throttle down to 65% of their rated thrust 28 seconds into flight. At 52 seconds into flight, the shuttle was already supersonic and was undergoing max Q, or the maximum dynamic pressure, on the vehicle. After passing through max Q, the shuttle's engines were throttled back up to 104%. The shuttle had passed through 30,000 feet just under a minute after liftoff. The next big sequence in the shuttle launches was the SRB staging at 2 minutes 6 seconds. At the point that the solid rocket boosters separated from the shuttle, it was traveling at 2,842 miles per hour, or Mach 3.77, at an altitude of 155,000 feet. About six minutes later, at eight minutes and 32 seconds into the flight, the shuttle had MECO, or main engine cutoff. At this point, Discovery was traveling at Mach 22.7. From zero to nearly 23 times the speed of sound in eight and a half minutes. Not bad. Check out the show notes for the link to Discovery's launch. I'm starting this video at 10 seconds to liftoff, since this video is a bit longer than the highlight videos you're probably accustomed to watching. I'm also linking to the National Space Society page that has the post-flight presentation video for this mission. During STS-29, the crew of the shuttle filmed Earth with an IMAX camera for the Blue Planet documentary. As a kid, some of my most vivid memories of the Denver Museum of Nature and Science are of images of Earth and the astronauts projected on that giant IMAX screen. Discovery's crew also performed experiments on protein crystal growth, plant cell division, and a heat pipe experiment that was gathering information for the space station. There were student-designed experiments that looked at chicken embryos in the weightless environment on this flight, and that was just one of the interesting things in the post-flight video presentation that I'm linking to. Another, which is about eight minutes into the video, shows one of the astronauts suturing a simulated piece of skin. This experiment was testing to see if sutures could be used in space like they are here on Earth. Since we're on the subject of science experiments, let's jump to a certain science officer on USS Voyager, King Abdullah II of Jordan. 
At the time of his appearance on Star Trek Voyager in 1996, he was the crown prince of Jordan. He became king in 1999. He's a big Star Trek fan, so I can imagine his delight at getting to be on screen in the Trek universe. According to the Star Trek website Memory Alpha, he didn't have a speaking role in this episode because he wasn't a member of the Screen Actors Guild. I'm linking to this page in the show notes, so be sure to check it out if you'd like to see the then Prince as a science officer on Voyager. On a related note, the theme park that's still not complete in Jordan is due to have a Star Trek experience as one of the attractions. From what I can find online, I'm not sure if the Red Sea Astrarium will ever be finished, but I'd want to check it out once it's done, especially if there's a Star Trek experience there. Tomorrow, Schiaparelli. I'd be incredibly grateful if you could share the podcast with your friends and family. Tag one of them and let them know about your favorite episode. I'd also really appreciate it if you could venture into the Apple Podcasts app or your podcast app of choice and leave a review for The Space Shot. A steady stream of reviews helps ensure that The Space Shot is more visible in the Apple Podcasts app. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Mulnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search The Space Shot or click the link in the show notes and you'll find me. I'm John Mulnix and I'll catch you on the flip side.